0: Welcome to the British History Podcast. If you love British history, then you are definitely in the right place. My name is Philippa and I will be taking you through British history, the people, the events, the intrigue, some of the stories you may think you know, but you don't know them in the way I tell them. And then hopefully I will also be able to introduce you to something new too. Now this podcast is free and it always will be. But if you would like more history-lover benefits, then please consider coming and joining me over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash British History. But for now, let's get into today's episode. Hello everybody, welcome. Check that out, I got here on time today, got all set up um, and I think you can see me, no crashes uh, into the... Uh, into this Thursday Tea Time Live. Welcome if you're joining me live, I'm streaming on YouTube and Facebook, Uh, and welcome equally if you are catching up later on, either on YouTube and Facebook, and also of course on the podcast, because you can just listen to the delights which are my ramblings on a Thursday Tea Time around history, what's happened in this week in history, And let's see wherever that takes us. So welcome if you're joining me uh, and you've been here before and a very warm welcome if you are joining us for the first time as well. Now if you um, want to please uh, add comments uh, as we go along. I will... uh, do my best to keep my eye on them and uh, and let me just turn my mails off so that I don't get pinged while we're while we're on that's a very annoying noise in the background isn't it um on um uh, yeah sorry so you can you can live chat me i will uh, I will look out for your comments as we as we go um, so yeah welcome again uh, the other thing is please um if you don't mind. Smash the uh, the like button. That's apparently what you're supposed to say. Smash it. No, don't really smash it. Just 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 press it. Just tap it. It's a screen. It's fine. It, it won't. You know. You don't, need to, you don't need to. be to be brutal with it. Um, but a like would be most appreciated. It uh, it helps uh, get the the reach up apparently, which helps us then find more history lovers who love to come along on a Thursday tea time and uh, thank you and have a uh, and have a cup of tea with us. So today. I have nettle tea, oh, in my queen bee mug, bee for brawl, I presume, um, and and uh, so I don't know where about, what time it is, where you are in the world, but whether you're having your breakfast tea, your afternoon tea, or your uh, chamomile tea for for just before you go to bed, then uh, hi and welcome, um, as usual loads of things to chat about today. I'm hoping that, um, uh, and I think she's going to be here, Rachel um, is, uh, is going to be able to join us on YouTube today just because she's, um, she's one of my YouTube members. And when you're a YouTube member, you get a badge next to your name and I want you to see them. So I've done them all as Elizabeth I because as you know, if you've been following me for um, any time at all, Elizabeth I is the lady who got me into history. And, uh, and, and Rachel has a Liz with the first badge next to her. Um, and also later on, I'm gonna be showing you what's in this box. It's not by, it's not from those people. It's just a box. Good morning, David. Welcome, welcome, good morning, and um, I hope I help you wake up. It's eight o'clock over there in Canada. Um, yes, so stick around because I'm gonna be show I don't wanna give these people a plug. There's something in this box that if you are a Tudor fan, Uh, especially an Anne Boleyn or Elizabeth the First fan you will want to see what's in that box won't they Judy? Judy knows what's in that box because Judy is the one who sent it to me and you will definitely want to be seeing what's in that box. Um, So yeah cool let me also show you another thing so I've mentioned um, Oh, Judy can't say long. Well, that's okay. I'm going to st- save it to the end, but I will um, let everyone know where they can find what's in this box if they want one for themselves and, uh, and about your charity. Um, uh, oh, yeah, the other thing I was going to say, so if Rachel does come along, she can, um, let me show you, on YouTube, on um, Facebook, sorry, you won't be able to see. But basically, I've, I've, met, I've been able to make, ah, ciao, Monica from Italy, joining us from Italy. I've been able to make these um, custom emojis on, on YouTube so basically you can join my YouTube as a member from 99p and you get these um, badges and you get these custom emojis so I've done them using teacups for those of you listening on the podcast or, or watching on um, Facebook so they're, they're teacups basically and I've got a love one I'm going to put in the chat I've got a wow one because you've got to have a wow in case I say anything that makes you say wow <laughs> uh, I've got a sad one <clears throat> Because you know there are things that happen that are sad, and then I've got a laugh one, and they're all teacups with so obviously the love is a heart, the wow is that the wow emoji face. <laughs> sad is a blue for being blue uh face with a with a downward smile, downward you know lips, and then uh and then the the laughing one is uh, is a teacup with the word laugh on it. so <laughs> it's all very it's all just very I don't know frivolous but fun no. Um, if you are also joining me on um, YouTube, and I will do this later on on Facebook, it's just that it's on my phone. It's a bit more fiddly. I have put a link to my newsletter in there. So if you're watching this on catch-up, or well, either it doesn't it doesn't matter, or or, or live, if you um, sign up to my newsletter, basically I send out each week. If i'm on track at least once a fortnight links to all the videos that i talk about links to this actually thursday tea time so if you have missed it you can you can see the link and get to it um yeah and all the all the videos on the topics that uh that i've been talking about so it's all in one place so if you would like that i mean it's free it just you know pings into your into your email box um then you can sign up to that on my website britishhistorytours.com or like I say, on uh, Instagram, uh, no not Instagram, that's the only place I'm not, on YouTube um, is the, the the link to sign up to that is pinned at the top of the comments and I will do the same on Facebook when this ends. Hello Elizabeth, welcome, thanks for joining. I hope everyone's well. It is the uh, 29th of April which is just unbelievable. I don't know if anyone else feels like time is just racing. Um it's May on Saturday. May! I think that's nuts, Um, but it is what it is I suppose. (laughs) Uh, The other thing is though it's cold and I was thinking I'm pretty sure it wasn't cold this time last year here in England Um, and it wasn't because I found, um, you know when your phone sends up photos from a year ago, I was in the garden, Uh, we have a hammock that we bought years ago that goes up and uh, that was, we were in that, so it was definitely warmer this time last year. But anyway, so yes, yeah, so stick around because I'm going to show you what's in this box from Judy. Uh, you will want to see that, I promise. Um, and also I have book recommendations and um, yeah, and, and we'll go through some of the topics. So uh, um, I was going to say, yes, and an add like I said before, um, but to those of you who've just joined us, please pop into the chat um, if you want to. Um, Add anything ask me anything I can always refuse to answer <laughs> as I refused one email the other day but that's another story um, now what's been going on recently so as you as some of you know because you've joined us there um, I'm on Clubhouse with Sarah Morris who's the Tudor travel guide Catherine Brooks who's the Tudor tracker and Kat Marchant who's got reading the past on YouTube and um, all have got brilliant channels on YouTube and and we're all together on Clubhouse doing stuff so I like to let you know and you know if you're not on Clubhouse then uh, just fill you in on what we've been chatting about Um, now I do believe though um, just to mention that Clubhouse is slowly but surely uh, rolling out to Android as well so soon you'll be able to get on there and if you are a member of my free group on Facebook, um, I think it's it's called uh, British History with Philippa Lacey Brule free group. <laughs> I know, catchy, right? Uh, if you're in there, then um, I post. I'm starting to post links to every room because we've been given hundred invites per room, and that invite will get you actually onto Clubhouse and as a member of Clubhouse as well. So, um if you go over to Facebook and join my group there, then, um, and, and look out for an invite if you're not already on there. So this week we've been, um, so we have a number of rooms. We have a Tudor chilled coffee morning, um, which is 8.30, uh, AM English time or UK time on a Wednesday. Um, so it doesn't suit everyone around the world. I'm afraid I know that. Um, but we've, that's with me and Sarah and we've started this week to track the um uh the the events which were starting to happen now in the downfall of Anne Boleyn so in 1536 um 19th of May um 15th of uh, sorry 19th of May um Anne Boleyn was, was obviously executed at the Tower so we're starting to track now we've got a special week on um, in a couple of weeks time talking a lot about Anne and um, we're going to be doing lots of, of rooms on Clubhouse uh, Elizabeth's on Clubhouse it, 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 she's just saying she usually um, is driving when it's on so she just listens, it's absolutely fine to um, that's what I love about it it's like listening in to a live podcast it's like listening in to me now um, but there's <laughs> <laughs> there's other people talking as well and you can uh, you know you can you can come up and talk to me live uh, and talk to the other people live um or like Elizabeth um does when she's driving you can just listen in you know it's just like listening into a live um chat like a live seminar or live interview podcast interview or something like that um and we always have the room so we have like set times for the rooms and then we'll have topics uh each week they change so like I say um in the in the um coffee chat this week we started tracking the downfall of Anne Boleyn and we'll we're going to continue with that in the next couple of weeks um uh last night so we also have a history after dark room which is is a, a favorite of mine um where we hit topics that are slightly more controversial, or uh, rude, or funny, or I don't know, something to get your heart racing, perhaps. Um, and last night we did history's greatest vandals, um, which was which was a fun topic because uh, you know, we put forward our vandals, you know, who we thought. I mean, I, I spoke about Edward the Sixth. Um, lots of churches were were vandalised we could um, Jude is on Clubhouse too yes of course you are Um, uh, well we're doing more more rooms as well so hopefully um, you'll be able to catch us a bit more often uh, and also the schedule for each club that we've got so we've got a history and culture club if you get on there search history and culture club we're on there and the Tudor history club that's us and there's a schedule in each of upcoming rooms so you can stick them in your diary and stuff. Um, uh, I forgot what I was, what I was talking about. Uh, oh, oh, yes, vandals. And we started off with, well, what's a vandal? And um, that's interesting because the vandals, of course, were actually a Germanic tribe. So it was kind of, um, you know, it's a name born out of a, 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 not liking a particular type of person yeah um or you know a particular race or well what we would call race but technically that's not true but um a, a and then and then that gets connotations of, of whatever so um i mean the vandals there's, there's, there's a, obviously a grain of truth there but anyway so vandals um and it's how do you term a vandal because um it, what we sort of went through is that history is vandals are mainly doing it for a reason. They're not just doing it to be destructive. So, for instance, um, Edward the Sixth, you know, it was Reformation time. Catholicism had to go. Remnant, you know, all, all the idolatry had to go. So, even on his uncle's tomb at um, Worcester Cathedral, that of Arthur Tudor, Henry the elder brother, the 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 statuettes have got their faces slashed off. There's only half of Jesus there. Um, you know, nothing, no holds barred. There was nothing out of bounds. Um, now we could look at that as an act of vandalism, but I, but it's not a, it's not um, it's not a destruction without purpose from the person who did it. So anyway, it was a very interesting conversation. We also got into Oliver Cromwell, of course, all the, you know, the castles that were slighted, again, churches, um, and then also the Eleanor Crosses, if any of you have heard of these. These are the 13 crosses down from Lincoln through to um, Charing, which is where you get the name Charing Cross. And um, there were 13 of them all uh, put up at the Overnight stops of the body of Edward the First, wife. She died uh, probably of malaria, um, and uh, and 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 the overnight stops were marked with with crosses put up obviously after the event. And when I say crosses, they're like um, they're not like they're not what I thought of as a cross. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a statue really, like really ornamental. Um, yeah, ornamental. If you th- think of it, think of a really elaborate tomb um, and, and pillars on the tombs in it, and they're like that. There's a outside Charing Cross station, there's a Victorian replica of what they think the Charing Cross cross looked like. Um, the location of that one is now... Uh, where it's I've done a video on it, um, about it, actually, and um, I think it's it's still on YouTube. It's, it's about Charing Cross and the most sort of unusual... Um, or why it's the roundabout that you you want to go and see. Um, Because it's a traffic island, I think in in America you call it a traffic island, I call it a roundabout. Um, And in the middle of this traffic island is now a statue of uh, Charles I looking down uh, Whitehall, he's on horseback. Um, And that's the site of the Eleanor Cross, the Charing Cross. Well, anyway, that was destroyed by Oliver Cromwell's forces. Also, the site where the, where a few of them, uh, the, the the signatories of the death warrant of Charles I were hung, drawn, and quartered, once his son came back um, to the throne, or once once his son came and and, and, re- and the monarchy was restored. Um, hence, why I did a video about that island, that traffic island. Um, but yeah, so Oliver Cromwell was there, obviously Thomas Cromwell for the uh, and, and Henry VIII for the dissolution of the monasteries. Um, so that was, that was an interesting, uh, conversation, um, quite funny at times. Um, but yeah, we've also done, um, oh, this was good. Um, I don't know if, did any of you catch, cause sometimes I can't see who's in the audience on Clubhouse when I, when I'm sort of, um, moderating or as I keep referring to it, comparing, because I forget what the proper word is. Uh, we did Henry VIII's divorce petition or annulment petition, um, and the, uh, the events that were happening in Italy at the time. So I've made contact with a, uh, it, sorry if you can hear my stomach rumbling by the way, <laughs> it's really loud. Um, I've made contact um, through Clubhouse with a lady called Bia Landini and she is a tour guide in Italy, uh, in Florence. Um, and she is an Italian tour guide who loves obviously the Italian history, but loves Britain. And obviously I'm a tour guide over here in, in Britain, talking about British history, who will get to Italy as much as I possibly can. I absolutely adore it. So we kind of um, saw each other in each other, if you like. Anyway, made, con- um, uh, made a connection and, and we did this room together on Monday night. And um, and Bea put into context for us what was happening in Rome with the Pope at the time that Henry sends this uh, annulment petition and OK, the annulment petition wasn't out of the blue, of course. The Pope knew that this, um, that, that Henry was trying to, um, uh, well, divorce, annul, um, really, um, the his marriage to Catherine of Aragon so that he could marry Anne Boleyn. It's all known, they all knew this. Amanda loves France as well. I, I just, I feel like I, I need to package in, I don't know, all the times that I should have been there over the, I, I just want to go and spend later time. Oh, I just can't, I can't wait for everything to open up again properly, properly. Um, Elizabeth said, that one was so interesting. I also wondered why the Pope was preoccupied with other things and not giving Henry, excuse me. Oh, I can't open up the rest of the comment. Oh, uh, and not giving Henry his way. Yeah, so basically we, we, we talked about, um, or Beer filled us in with, um, the the like I said, what was happening in Rome. Now, this is really um soon after the sacking of rome which was um i think she said it was 10 months worth of looting uh, murder rape uh, pillaging just the 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 city um the population of the city almost halved through either uh, death f- directly from um uh, from these re- like rebellious forces sort of coming in um and uh, basically uh, in totally undisciplined troops that had no leader anymore um who hadn't been paid so anything goes right um in their minds and so people would have been murdered then they also apparently brought with them um the plague exacerbated then by the dead bodies in the street and 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 and, and all the disease that comes with with rotting corpses um and then people obviously fled the, the city as well so the city's population so rome you know this massive bustling ta- uh, town town <laughs> sorry city and um, yeah uh, decimated you know in in less than a year so the pope had been pope at the time this is clement the seventh and um yeah basically didn't didn't uh he had <laughs> he'd been um taken prisoner during that time this is all um it's all quite complex, but basically, long story short, the politics of it was ne- we're never going to allow it. Was n- Clement Seventh was never going to be in the position to allow Henry to uh, to dissolve his marriage to Catherine. He had bigger fish to fry, and we've also got to remember that we know what then happened, and had he been able to anticipate that it would actually mean not Henry giving up on the idea. And packing in this idea that he was going to get rid of his first wife to to have another one, but um, it, 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 but actually was going to break with Rome and make you know a, a huge schism in in Europe and in the church. If he'd have if he'd have known that, which obviously we know that, if he'd have been able to assess the situation and work that out, then maybe um, he would have acted differently but that's us with the benefit of hindsight. So it was an absolutely fascinating conversation, fascinating, and it was it was sparked because um because like I said Bea and I are interested in each other's in each other's history and obviously the history of of Britain and Italy is linked um, through various th- uh, stories and, and throughout time. So we're going to be doing more of those um types of rooms as well they take a little longer to set up because anyone who like Elizabeth was there they're they're far more in depth than um, than some of them um because I mean I loved getting into Rome Britain I, I just you know you and you can go right through the, the renaissance and you can go th- through to we well, can go through to the present day but I'm just gonna have a sip of my nettle tea it's been very good aren't I Ah. Uh an acquired taste but it is nice once you get into it so that was um the clubhouse rooms this week and coming up we've got friday we're talking about thomas cromwell and uh, because of his part in the downfall of Anne Boleyn, like i said which is going to be quite a focus on um in the next couple of weeks um we also have got a new room called traveling tudor britain i hope i've got that name right it's in the it's in the Tudor History Club. And each week, each Sunday at four o'clock, we talk about a place that, to visit, you know, if you want to sort of, yeah, travel Tudor history. Um, last week we did Windsor Castle and the Tudors at Windsor Castle. There's far more Tudor stuff to see at Windsor Castle than I think is, is first obvious. Um, and this week coming on Sunday, we're doing Greenwich Palace. Greenwich Palace was a site of Anne Boleyn's arrest um uh so we will be um we'll be talking about not only the history of what happened there um but what was there what it looked like because I don't know if any of um of you have have been but it's now the old Royal Nova College um I say now for like the last I don't know 300 years something like that um and you wouldn't know that there'd been the Tudor Palace there really difficult to uh, to make out the layout of the whole site is totally different uh, and obviously the buildings are totally different so we'll talk about what was there um and also what to see now so there is a um, well I'll, I'll talk more about this um, in the room but there is a uh, I think exciting <laughs> Tudor uh, portrait exhibition is going to be on in the Queen's House. I think it's the Queen's House, I think I'm right in saying that. So the Queen's House is the one that when you look and it's very symmetrical the old Royal Novel College or it is until you unless you're a pedant and you have a look and then you realise it's not quite symmetrical which is very annoying to somebody who, who who likes it just so and in the middle is the Queen's House. Now that um, is, is basically now an art, art gallery um, now, it has the uh, Elizabeth, the, the Drake version of the Elizabeth I Armada portrait. That's theirs. That's always there. And they did um, a, a, a lot of conservation work on it um, a couple of years ago. You know, the varnish gets yellow, so it affects all the colours. And they cleaned it up, and it's amazing. Well, they're going to get the other two versions. I think one's... Oh, I'm going to totally forget now where the other two are normally held. held. Um anyway, they're getting all three together, which will be good it'll be incredible. It'll be really interesting because there are differences between these portraits. Um so that would be good. And I think the National Portrait Gallery is closed um until is it next year or the year after? They're doing some kind of major refurbishment work. Well, one of the places I would always tell people to go, if they're going to London, is the Tudor Room at the National Portrait Gallery. Well, you're not gonna be able to do that for the next uh Foreseeable future, anyway, while they're doing this refurb work, um, but they're going to be having the this exhibition opening um, at Greenwich, so um, I will um, be talking more about that on Sunday, um, and um, yeah, so that you know where to head if you want to go and have a look at uh, at all these portraits. It I find it fascinating because they're the images that you see you know when you're reading a book or you're watching a program about the Tudors and these obviously these images come up and um and then you can and you can see them up close and personal which is great so that's going to be Sunday and then um next week's chilled Tudor chat will carry on um we'll carry on uh oh Jude's got to go she's got her MOT <laughs> Oh, that's the only thing with everything opening up, you've got to do all the chores again. <laughs> um, thank you for, me, uh, for joining Jude. I'm, everyone, I'm going to be showing you what Jude has sent me very soon, you're going to want to see what's in there. Um, so yeah, so next Wednesday, bye Jude, good luck, um, hope the car passes. Uh, it's going to be, so next Wednesday is going to be more of tracking what happened to Anne Boleyn, and then on the evening, so this history after dark room, we're going to be talking about history's, oh, I wanted to ask you about this actually. So we're talking history's hypocrites, right? (laughs) Now, we know history has them, we know modern day has them, do we not? People who say one thing, encourage others to do one thing, and then all the time they're doing something else. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about history's uh, hypocrites next uh, next Wednesday evening. That should that should be a nice heated debate. Uh, well, heated? I don't think it'll be a debate actually. I think we're going to we're going to, we're not, the thing is with our history after dark Room is there's no no holds barred. We're not we just I mean we talk pretty much off the cuff anyway. Actually, to be fair, but but we don't worry about holding back um so i mean who who would you say is history's one of your you would consider a, a history hypocrite a hypocrite of history i know i know one i'm definitely going to be talking about oh. and that is again oliver cromwell um yeah didn't like the trappings of monarchy privilege um hereditary uh hereditary privilege was a, a big thing he was against and yet um <laughs> and yet uh i mean his funeral was pretty much a, a state funeral um yeah basically when it came to it uh, windsor castle survives by way, because olive cromwell liked it um there's another couple that he favored um so although he destroyed or had dis- had destroyed many castles that some survived because he liked them It just needed a little place a little place to rest his head at, at night so yeah if you think of any ping me ping me them please do uh, either in the comments or you can direct message me on um, on Instagram I'm at British underscore history underscore tours on Instagram um, I'd love to hear uh, your suggestions um there are two there will be three but two videos definitely available to you on youtube at the moment the stealing of the stone of scone which i'll come back to in a minute and mutiny on the bounty and the third one which the only reason it's not live yet is youtube has to do loads of checks now that i'm monetized but it has to do lots of checks to make sure I don't say rude words or I don't know something. And then it'll and then it'll make it live. Um, something to do with the advertisers. So that one is the I'm starting to chart the downfall of Anne Boleyn on in that video as well. So um so you can Pick that up to your to and, and listen to that. So I think I can't remember if that's three or four parts in the end when I've edited it. But uh, but the first part goes live today. Um, now the st- the stealing of the stone of Scone. So the stone of Scone is the coronation stone from Scotland. It was held at Scone Abbey, and it was confiscated. Or read in that. Pinched, stolen by the English King Edward I. And he brought it down to Westminster and had the coronation, a special coronation chair, which you can still see if you visit Westminster Abbey, uh, built, which had a space underneath for the stone of scone. Now, obviously i'll go into this uh, in in the video in more detail so please please do check it out um and he had been called in by the, uh, the there was a, a succession crisis in scotland and edward had been called in to oversee um and give his verdict as to who out of the contenders for the throne should be uh should become king Well, he he <laughs> while they had no king he was effectively um helping them out in this uh, capacity. So it dragged on a little bit, um, and then he chose a man called John Balliol who became John I of Scotland. Um, now, he chose him ostensibly because he thought he'd be malleable. He, Edward had already uh, become overlord by force, We'd co- I covered that in a, a previous video as well, um, of Wales, and he wanted to do the same with Scotland. I know I go into the kind of what happened uh, next uh, in the video, but 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 he eventually he had John in captivity and he t- he took the Stone of Scone. Now why would he take the Stone of Scone? Why is he bothered to take the ancient coronation stone of the Scots down to Westminster? Well, if you think about where he put it. Um, it is. It is physically, it's in the throne of, of England, the the sorry the coronation not the throne the coronation chair of England. So where the where the this this uh, incredibly special um, uh, transformative ceremony takes place to take a mere morsel to a to a monarch, um, and this stone is placed. In it, underneath it. He has physically moved the kings of Scotland underneath the kings of England. It's it that's what I think, anyway. That he's taken Scotland and he's physically put it under England because that's what he what, what he wanted. It, Edward is the, the 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 guy known as Hammer of the Scots. And that's what he wanted. He wanted Scotland subservient to England. Um now the Stone of Scone uh, was returned. It's it, I don't know where it is, but it's back up in Scotland, um, and it will be returned apparently to Westminster for uh, for coronations from now on. Such 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 we are uh, as a as a as a as a Brits to for our um, traditions and 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 ceremonies. You know, it was there, so that would have been in I can't remember the exact dates thirteen hundred and something. Um, so obviously, hundreds of years it, it was it was used for coronations. So we we're, we're not very good at letting go of that kind of thing. So it will return, and of course the um, the, the British monarch is, is monarch over uh, both countries. So okay. which oh. actually links, just thinking about it, to a, a video I've got coming up soon, which is the Act of Union, seventeen oh seven, because although when. Um, James the I of Scotland became James the Sixth of England when he came to the throne after um Elizabeth I died. That was not a political um legal union of the of the countries that was more that he had it was a, it was personal in that he just had both those roles um The video I did a couple of weeks ago about the Union Jack so the union jack the the flag was created earlier than the actual union was created um, and, I, and I go into that in the video I don't remember if I talked about that on here but um, it, it, it basically came about because they needed a flag to fly on the ships that were that were sailing in the waters around around the we I mean, were an island so um, in in this the, the, the sea is important so what flag was that were the ships going to fly? going to fly and they needed one that combined the um, the countries that their king was um, ruling over anyway so that's another video as well but that's about the Union Jack but the actual Union didn't happen until the final Stuart monarch which was Queen Anne Um, and that's why we get I don't know if anyone else um, ever thinks about this (laughs) and maybe it's just me but how many different um, Names we give our country, so it could be Great Britain, Britain, um, or the UK. What's the difference between the UK and Great Britain? Well, it's not, it's the United Kingdom of Great Britain, Um, and that's what happened in 1707. So, anyway, that the video about that will come out on the anniversary of that, which is Saturday. (laughs) She says, (laughs) having to think it, think about it hard. so yes, yeah, so that's coming up. The another one. So obviously, I'll do part two of the charting of the downfall of Anne Boleyn. Um, available now, though, if you're interested, is I have a uh, Anne Boleyn at the Tower of London video. So that's that's already on YouTube and available. Um, I think I've got a shorter one as well about the processional route, the route that she was taken on on the day of her execution, because a lot of the buildings that um, so that were were pivotal in her story, that were important. Her story, unfortunately, no longer exists. So the royal apartments that she was kept in, the ones that were built for her, ready for her coronation, and that she was kept in um, when she was arrested in uh, end of April, uh, 1536, Um, no, sorry, no, May 15th, just just as it just took over into May 1536, she was arrested and taken to the Tower of London. And she was kept in the same apartments that she'd had her coronation, sorry, that had been built ready for her coronation. And she was she was taken from those and through the Great Hall, which was where the trial had been. Um, that also no longer exists. If any of you have been to the Tower and you know where they keep the ravens, it's in that kind of area. Um, and she was taken up. And she's the, the actual scaffold site is nowhere near the 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 glass monument Uh, I don't have a problem with that by the way some people because the monument is not just to Anne Boleyn it's to everybody who was executed within within the tap within the walls of the Tower of London because of course many people were executed on Tower Hill which is outside and that was a that was a permanent public scaffold the people executed um, I mean there was various over over time Um, Obviously, the the, the methods by which the executions happened um, changed from beheading to to shooting. But but when there was a scaffold for beheadings, that wasn't a permanent structure. So there isn't a permanent scaffold site within the Tower of London, within the walls of the Tower of London. And where Anne Boleyn was executed, um, it, it can't be exactly pinpointed, but pretty much, we're pretty sure it's between the white tower and the waterloo barracks so in that area there um anyway so that video is already there <laughs> there's two videos already there you get and oh actually there's a third one there's busting the uh busting some myths about anne boleyn um and that was we did that live claire ridgeway and i uh we did that live at the tower of london um that was a really fun video to do. So obviously the sound isn't perfect. I apologise in advance for that because we were outside. We were in the busy Tower of London. Um, but uh, yeah, we went through and busted. Well, we. I basically got Claire to, to, to tell us all, the, all about the myths that had grown up about Anne Boleyn at the Tower. Things like she didn't come in at, um, at Traitor's Gate. Um she came in through the Bywood Tower. That's in the video that's going live today. I'll show you exactly where she did come in um, to into the tower. Uh, so yeah, so there's loads. If you're an Amberlin fan, then there's there's lots lots to do. Now um patrons, you get early access to all the videos. So um you had uh early access to the mutiny videos, so basically all of all of the videos you get you get early access to. Um and um, that's that's just a minimum benefit. The other the other minimum benefit you get as a patron is a blog. Now I used to blog all the time. Writing was my preferred um, way of communicating the history until I got a bit more uh, confident on doing video, and now obviously I do a lot more video. So, but I do still blog. I do still write. Um, actually as an aside I did manage to finish that article that I was telling you all about the wrath of Mary Tudor, Mary the First should I say Uh, uh, and I've sent that off so if you're a Tudor Society member you will see that in the next magazine Um, and I do enjoy writing, I I love writing so I blog for my patrons and there's a blog each month so I've done one about Jane Seymour, the myths around Jane Seymour Um, and coming up I've got one about, about Anne Boleyn Um, so as a minimum that's that you get the early access and you you get blogs Um, what else do you get do you want to know this saves you looking it up let me tell you oh you also get a short version um on the lowest tier you get a short version of the historian interviews that i do each month so there's a short version of matt lewis of gareth russell of leslie smith um and that's there and then the um the next one up Oh, everyone gets a shout out as well everyone gets a thank you shout out on here and uh and in my newsletters which remember please sign up to my newsletter it's the comment is pinned at the top of the uh youtube stream and i will pop it into facebook in a bit as well um so yeah so you 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 get the uh, in the so i named the tiers i thought well, you can't just like how do you how do you name the different levels i know what i'll do Right. So the lowest level is upper class because you know we're all at least that now. the second tier is nobility so as well as all the other stuff I've just said for that you get um, obviously full library access to everything that's already uh, uh, happened for your tier and you get the full version of the historian interviews. Um, and soon I'll be doing the Monarchy series as well, but I'll tell you about that another time. Um, then the one above that is a Royal Patron. So if you're a member of the Royalty, um, in addition to all of those things, you get a monthly live history event. So that's like this, but it's more intimate because it's just me and my patrons. Um, you get a free gift. So you can go to my shop on Redbubble and choose a gift. You get that after three months. And a quarterly virtual um Talk. so it's either a virtual tour or virtual or a talk depending on on, on what the topic is and this uh, last month was the mary rose story what what is it that mary rose can tell us about herself what it was like in the royal navy at the time um or the, what, it, what was the, the royal navy as it was then and um but also about Tudor England, and there are some some things that it tells us about Tudor England, um, which, which are very interesting. Anyway, that's in there. Um, and then if you go full on monarchy, which um, which I have some full on monarchs in my there's only limited number of these um, levels because um, you get early access tickets to all of my tours, um, which are starting. With, I'm starting to be able to actually oh, planned properly again, which is just ex- very, very exciting. You get behind the scenes content and you also get a live one-to-one virtual tour with me. It's either virtual, if obviously if you're elsewhere, <laughs> if you're in another country, um, you get tw- two of those a year. If you do happen to be in the country, um, I would be more than willing to do that virtual tour in person virtual tour in person that tour in person so basically we'll get together for half a day and or a day and go in and, uh, and see somewhere of your choice so it's quite exciting I really like the patron and like I say um, even if you're uh, not interested in the patron you can join me on YouTube and get your stickers and your badges that's just 99p a month which I think is quite fun and if you go to the next tier then you get the historian interviews in full each month you get one of those as well so there's quite a bit Um and I'm enjoying being able to do that a bit more content um because you know it's fun. So what else have we got? Um I will get on to the unboxing in a minute. Um but before I do, there's there's a book recommendation I wanted to give you. What time are we on? Nearly three quarters of an hour. Ooh. Um and I've already mentioned her already. This, The Fall of Anne Boleyn by Claire Ridgway, And it is, a, it is, I mean, I, I refer to this a lot because it is amazing. She's just done it day by day. Um, day by day, the events which happened um, in the fall of Anne Boleyn. So <laughs> there's two angles Um, really, I think, of the fall of Anne Boleyn, what Anne knew of what was happening, which means that you get a very, very rapid story. I mean, the the actual downfall was very, very rapid. And then you start to, and and Claire picks this out in in her book perfectly, what else was already going on? What happened that couldn't possibly have happened if... um, timescales were correct so just as a bit of a spoiler spoiler alert the french executioner that was sent for to uh to carry out anne's beheading so this was a a, a special executioner a, a very skilled executioner that could um, that used a sword rather than an axe and the the victim was um, knelt upright as opposed to lay prostrate um, and uh, he could not have got here in time, from when he was supposedly, uh, from when the time they supposedly knew they needed him to when he got here. Um, and there's loads of other things. Anyway, so so thoroughly, thoroughly recommend. I mean, all um, Claire's books about Anne Boleyn obviously, are, are brilliant. Um, and yeah, catch that video about the myths of Anne Boleyn at the Tower of London. Um, that's really good. And now, right, let's get on to this unboxing. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I've been dying to show you these. They came yesterday. Um, Jude is an incredible uh, crafty craft, crafty person. That doesn't sound right. She, she does amazing crafts. She's been on earlier. She's got to go and uh, get her car MOT'd. Um, she has, uh, so her Facebook page is uh, Green Poor Crafts and let me show you, sorry for the rustling on the microphone, <laughs> this is Elizabeth she's not the First, I mean she's got an underskirt and everything, she's got an underskirt, she's got this, for those aren't listening on the podcast she's got a Beautiful blue um, velvet. I'm not very good with materials. Dress with a panel in the front. She's got the big, lovely uh, ruff around the around her neck and a beautiful headpiece. And she's a mouse, <laughs> so she's she's a a, a, a a mouse doll dressed as Elizabeth. She's beautiful. Now wait for this one. This one isn't mine. This one's going to Claire and <laughs> I might see if I can steal her. I love her, I love her. Let's get her hat back on properly. So this is Anne Mouse. Isn't she amazing? She's got her uh, hood. She's even got her bee necklace. She's got a bee necklace, she's got her, her pearls. Again, she's got an underskirt. She's got a beautiful green Again, I'm rubbish with materials. Um, Green and gold dress. Isn't she so cool? Now, if you want um, one of your own, then you can get in touch with Jude um, through her Green Poor Crafts Facebook page. Again, I'll I'll pop links in when when I've finished here. Um and they're £30 each and all of the profits go towards Christopher's charity. Christopher was her son who died of um of cancer. So all the profits go towards um the, the, the unit that, that helped him and supported and, and treated him. So it's a it's a really worthwhile cause and you get these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mouses. Mice. Mouses, so sorry. <laughs> the English language pedants will be on to me, um. Yeah, so you can get these beautiful mice. Um. So check out her Facebook page, Greenpool Crafts, and treat yourself to to one of those. They're beautiful. Okay, everyone, I'm going to let you go for the day. I think I've covered everything that I can think of to cover. Please check out my videos, um, and uh, share them if you think they're they're worthy, um and uh and i will see you again this time next week for another thursday tea time live and we'll go through more events which happened in history and uh yes so in the meantime if you have anything you want me to cover any questions anything like that please do um uh pop them in the chat or you can, like I said, direct message me on Instagram at philippa underscore history underscore tours. Check out my Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash British history and you can join me on my YouTube channel as well. All right everyone, have a fabulous week and I will see you all next time. Bye.